Hi everyone, I'm the Shame of Tarvalon, and I'm here with my husband slash co-host, Dang, and we are here to bring you a Halloween-themed, full spoiler, high history episode about the daddy of all monsters. That's right, it's time to hit the floor for Daddy Agenor. Oh god. <laughs> I, um... Sometimes I hear myself talk and I sound like the intro to a really weird YouTube video. I, I, and then it cuts I to don't... like a little sound clip. Then we go into the full video. I don't proofread what she's going to say. <laughs> and I think I need to start. <laughs> Daddy Agnor, the daddy of all monsters. Yeah, okay, I know. Anyway. And nobody else ever. That's true. Anyway. A read. Here we are. Here we are on uh, our Halloween special, which will be spooky and silly and full of history. Yeah. Did I put my sticker back on? No! Uh, I took the sticker off because I hate having it on my forehead. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Proceed. Okay. Shy tans, lettuce, and munchies. Did we smoke the same one as last time? No, we smoked Cold Creek Kush, but it wasn't okay. Redican. Can you pass me that can right there? That this, one, yeah. This one? We smoked Cold Creek Kush by Vertical. Wow. It's uh, 24% THC, which is the highest that's ever been in the store. So I thought it would be pretty good. And it kind of is, but like, eh. It's not as good as Redican Cold Creek Kush. It's like a 7.5. Yeah, you know. Anyway. Got you, I got you. I grade shit based on ridiculous descriptions. I know what a rubric is. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And I've been, sla I've been slacking on adding this to the Shaitan's Lettuce Bit. But as per usual, I am drinking the true worker's beverage, the true champagne of the proletariat, <laughs> Labatt's Blue. It is a crisp, light pilsner brewed in Canada, and it's delicious. <laughs> the fuck? And also before that, we smoked another bowl that was the Landfear episode, and that was Canica. White Widow. White Widow, Another yes. Another thing that Redican does that no one else does as good. So we smoked two bowls of it. Or two bowls of different shit. Snacks, as detailed. Though. Reference previously listened. I don't remember what it was no more. So here we go. We also have snacks. It's the same snacks from the episode we just finished recording. There's a lot less of them, though. It's very sad. Yeah, it makes me unhappy. So we've got deep fried pickles. Deep fried matzo sticks. Just fried, one now. <laughs> and deep fried jalapeno poppers that we're dipping in marinara and ranch dressing. 
All of this is vegan and homemade except for the dips. There's also a little bit of popcorn left. It's delicious. As you may have heard in our previous episode, we deep fried some and it just tasted like shame. Oh, not not the co-host shame. I'm sorry. It tasted like something you would regret. Which is not the co-host shame. Can we talk about Aganor now? Also, did she mention no spoils not here? Spoiler for or spoiler full episode. That's right. It's going to be spooky and spoily. That's what I was going to say earlier. I'm glad I got back to this. Spooky and spoily, folks. Let's just start again from a place. So, tonight we are going to detail the history of everybody's second least favorite Forsaken, Aganor, the guy that liked to fuck animals to make furry orcs. Who is our first least favorite Forsaken? Is it Belal, just because we don't know enough about him? No, at least we don't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. I'm forced to know things about Mihail. That's true. Oh. And I didn't want that. He's a Forsaken now. No, that's not a legitimate title that you give people. That's Mm-mm. just what other people... Give fuck off. So, we're going to talk about the mad doctor of the Forsaken himself, Aganor. Now, he was born in the Age of Legends, and his real name was Ishar Morad Chuain. Notice that unlike Lanfear, this guy had three names. He was a fancy hoe. It means he didn't suck. But he also kind of sucked. Yeah, well, later he sucked. And even a little bit before later. Okay. So, Ishar was the second most powerful of the Forsaken. Coming close to Ishmael's power level as well then as that of Luz Therentelamon. And actually, there is hearsay based on testimony from Aganor himself that he once went blow for blow with Luz Theron. Like, I don't mean it like that. He fought him. <laughs> he fought him and it was basically a truce. Oh. Aganor was maybe less powerful, but he could at least fight enough to bring Luz Theron to a standstill. But the only evidence we have of that is Aganor claims it happened. Jesus H. Christ. Anyway, so... Anywho. <laughs> yes. So, so, so what did he do for a living, Shane? <laughs> he was a plant biologist... But he really wanted to be an animal biologist. And they said, no, Hagenor, you can't be an animal biologist. You have to be a plant biologist. And he said, but I want to! And then he did by joining the shadow. <laughs> I feel like that was like half of a job, Melanie, but anyways. So, to make it clear, he was working as a plant biologist in genetics. He was crossbreeding different plants and stuff to... Uh, genetically modified crops. Well, it was with the power and things. So it wasn't yeah. just genetic modification, but no, like it... Chora trees. Chora trees were something that Aganor created. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wasn't tr- saying it wasn't without oh, yeah. the power. Or it was without the power. They're, you know how you're talking about how you thought Murdral were terangrials? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he was making like plant terangrials. Yeah. So like he was pretty legit. Um, but he, where his heart lay, lied, Blue. laid, was Lou, where his heart lose? <laughs> was in uh, the genetic modification of animals and using the power to do so. Um, and he got in trouble from the institution he worked at numerous times for getting caught doing that when he wasn't supposed to. I don't know how this bitch had three names. But eventually, in order f- to have more like freedom over his work, quote unquote, 
is like he went over to the shadow because then there were no restrictions. And I feel like him doing that, being like, well, I'm going It's evil. big Nazi doctor energy. Well, no, exactly. To me, it's big, like, right-wing white guy now. Where it's like, wow, the university won't let me use slurs to my uh, classmates. This is against my freedoms and I'm going to yeah. be a Nazi now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. And so that's what it's like. Wow, I'm doing good things for the world and they won't let me see what happens when a dog and a cat fuck. <laughs> this is literally... I can't believe you said that while I was drinking water out of my big bottle. This is literally fascism. Okay. Agenor had big Ben Shapiro energy, but like if Ben Shapiro had any skills. <laughs> fuck. And contributed anything worthwhile to society. Just one. Just, just the one thing. Yeah, even anything, any single thing would be better. Anywho. Anywho. <laughs> he went over to the Shadow. He was one of the first Forsaken to do so in the first three decades of the Collapse. The Collapse mm. which followed the drill-doing of the boar. The drill-doing of the boar, as we detailed in our High History of Mirren, a.k.a. Lanfear, last time. So if you didn't listen to that, listen to it so that you have context, motherfuckers. Has, has she mentioned that we recorded a previous High History about Lanfear? Because that happened and you should check it out. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. So... My. Continue, please. One evil... And then he got to fuck with animals as much as he wanted, and in some cases, and he I'm did. and in some cases, I'm pretty sure that he actually fucked animals. So he tootalooed over to the evil guys, and they said, "Yeah, you can do as many bad things as you want." He's like, "Great!" So he starts taking people from places to make trollocs, which we've established crossbreed to mirror Sometimes uh, he made Drykar, made Golem, and he made Jumara. And I need to talk about my scientific fucking names for these things. Okay. So, I teach fucking anthropology as part of a grade 11 social science course. I would teach human evolution in anthropology. So I know about, like, species names and things. And I was annoyed by the fact that I wasn't annoyed. Why was I annoyed? I was thinking about the fact that Trollocs and humans can technically crossbreed. I did this whole Twitter thing about it. Uh, so, like, if you didn't listen to it you sh- or find it, you should maybe find it. Um, but Trollocs and humans can fuck, and if the human lives, then they can have a baby from the Trolloc if they were a woman and got pregnant. And that baby will live, but will die shortly thereafter. Um, so, that would make... Humans and Trollocs in the same genus. Genus of Homo. We are Homo sapiens. We're all homos. We're all homos at heart. And that made me make fucking scientific names for the other Shadow Spawn because they were clearly still human enough to be considered within the same genus. Um, so Trollocs and Mirrodrill, which are the same species, but just of vastly differing looks, uh, which is not That's some impossible. damn serious recessive genetics. It is, but yeah... Um, like, imagine being born into a human body and realizing you have red hair, but it's a million times worse than that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, Trollocs and Mirdral, I named them... I named them Homo Perversa. Perverted man. Or perverted or twisted man. Uh, and I named Dragcar, and I named them... 
Homo Cornu, which is wingman. <laughs> Have you met my mirror doll? <laughs> yes. And I also named dark hounds, and those are Canis Tenebris Dark Dog. It's like your name in fucking Pokemon. <laughs> Alright, this is a dog and it's dark. We're gonna name it Dark Dog. <laughs> He's a right. Anywho. So he, he made monsters. Fun. And this also, was a bad thing. Also, the fucking Jumara that they talked about in the whole series. Those are the worms that were in the blight in the first book. And they just kind of went wild. I read the first book over four years ago. I don't remember those. When they were running through the blight and the, there was big loud things chasing them. Those were worms. Mm. And they can kill like anything. Okay. That's scary. They're scary. Sounds like something that they and have. And Agnor the, made them. It sounds like something they have in the desert region in Breath of the Wild. It does very much so. But you know why Agnor made Jumara? Why? Just to see if he could. He wanted to make something that gross. There was no point to this in the world of shower. He just did it because he wanted to. The world of shower? War of shadow. Ah. War of power. I think I combined the two. Did you ever? I did. I did indeed. So. Over the course of the war of shower... I know it's Shadow and Power. Okay. I just did it intentionally once to be funny. Go, go In the War of Shadow, about 35 to 50, or approximately 35 to 50 million people over the course of the entire war were taken by Agenor to be experimented upon. And they died. And they died in the course of those experiments. It's estimated that 10,000 people were taken for his experiments every day. And in the last five years of the war, it was probably double that or more. So, but, that doesn't even account for the fact that in occupy, or cities occupied by the Shadow, humans and citizens that lived there were used as food for the Trollocs. So they were farming the humans in the areas that they lived. So that's also people that died for Agnar Singh. So he actually has one of the highest body counts in the entire... War of Shadow. We also have to take into account the fact that he was taking people for these experiments before the war started. Because at the very outset of the war, there were massive armies of Trollocs already, so he'd been making them before. Yeah. Just wanted to take that yes. into account. That That is, yes. Indeed. Um, And then the ceiling of the war happened. Agnor was trapped near the surface of the ceiling of the board. I'm sorry, can we go back for one yes. thing? I realize we missed something. Yes. While most of the other Forsaken had territories that they governed over after conquering, Agenor never formally had any territory of his own. He just had his labs and the complete authority not to govern anything, but to go anywhere in any Forsaken-governed place and take as many people as he wanted at any time, no questions asked. He had that complete authority. Was fucked up. So let's go to the end of the war. Go ahead. You were, you're going. Oh on. God! I just She's put... eating a pickle. I'm so sorry. I am. It's horrifying. Eat quickly. Okay. Um. So Agnar was trapped near the surface of the ceiling that went over the boar, the cork in the boar, as it were. Indeed. Because everyone knows after you drilled someone out, you got to plug it with a cork just to be safe. <laughs> Anyways, 
just fucking hear her name. Dog barking. Anyways, sorry. Um, he was trapped near the surface, which means he aged about 3,000 years without actually being able to die. He was preserved by the Dark One's immortality, but yeah. the passage of time still happened. And for that entire 3,000 years that he was trapped in the boar, he had nightmares the entire time. While a lot of them who were further in had completely dreamless sleeps, and so were not really affected by those 3,000 years. To them, 3, 000... it wasn't like they were in the boar, they just time-traveled. Yeah, they just woke up. And so, like, think about the fact, 3,000 years of non-stop nightmares. That's got to do things to a person. Make him a little cray-cray. Anyways. So, uh, he, he comes out of the boar, um, near, uh, around the time of the events of the Eye of the World. And I was just reading the Wheel of Time Companion earlier, and they have a really amazing, vivid description in here of Agenor when he left the boar. And I would like to share that with you all now. <clears throat> when he awoke in the Third Age, his face was parchment skin drawn too tight over a skull. It was a face of such age as to look beyond death already, with sunken eyes and withered ears. His scabrous scalp bore wispy tufts of brittle hair, his fingers were gnarled, and his teeth were yellow. <laughs> Halloween episode! Oh yeah, it's a Halloween episode, I forgot. I really wish that we had cherry blasters right now. I don't know why I didn't go get candy last night. I knew I wanted it. You knew you wanted it. I knew I wanted it. We had ice cream last night. We don't have ice cream anymore, which is it's sad. so sad. I kind of want to see if uh, No Spo and Mr. Buzzkill have any and then just replace it. I think she ate the rest of it. <sighs> How anyway, dare she eat her anyway, own food? So he comes out and he's looking like uh, the Smeagol, mummy. You know, he's <laughs> Smeagol as a mummy that's been in the desert for three thousand years. Yeah, and. Uh, but he looked really good for his age. <laughs> you know, he wasn't dead. Yeah. He wasn't dust. That's true. The density but wait! <laughs> anyway. Soon so, he will be. So, Spoilers. So what happened when he came out of the boar? He went, oh, fuck, you know what I want? I want the eye of the world so that I can, like, make myself young again. And the, the, probably things. He was hoping to use all that untainted Satan to, like, make himself... Untainted siding. Untainted siding. Flower glow and shine. Flower gleam and glow. Let your power shine. Make the clock reverse. Bring back what once was mine. What once was mine. Except in that book, it's a (laughs) metaphysical concept. Or it's not a metaphysical concept yet, so it's just liquid. So he was just going to go bathe in it. It was literally the fountain of youth. Yee. Anyways, so probably we're just assuming this. There's no basis for that in actual literature. But he tried to get himself some sardine. It didn't go so hot. He ended up because he ran into who? Randall Thor, lose there in Telamon, reborn. But worse. But worse. Yes. Um. <laughs> fucking read on Rand, but like it's so legit. So, he was either killed by Rand, or he was pulled, or killed because he pulled so much of the Sidene through him. It wasn't an uh, Angriel or a Saw Angriel. It didn't actually increase the amount of power you could channel, but it was just an untainted source of it. So, he pulled an Egwene in a memory of light and went kaput. Mm. 
But the green man still died. But the green man still motherfucking Jones died. He was Groot. He was Groot. You see how many people have just stolen from Robert Jordan over the years? So many. All the time. He deserved it. His last name was Rigney. <laughs> Julia. <laughs> that was a Harry Potter reference. Shout out if you know. <laughs> Anyways. Um. Fuck. This is insane. <laughs> so anyway, Ag- Agonor dies. His only value as a Forsaken had come from his ability to do these genetic modifications, but while he was sealed away, that the entire world broke. Yeah, it was this big event where the world broke, and they called it the breaking of the world because what happened was the world broke. (laughs) You've never heard of that before. They never talk about that at all. So all of his equipment was destroyed while he was sealed, meaning when he came out. While he'd been very important in making Shadow Spawn back in the day, they fuck like bunnies. People don't need him anymore. So he was, and even if they did, he didn't have anything to do his experiments with. So like, he did wasn't very useful. You know what I mean? He was the second strongest one in the power, but like he didn't fucking do nothing with it. You know? He died in the first book. Like you've got to be a low tier villain to die the first in a fourteen book series, and then have the second worst death the second time. Yeah. Like, it's even more pathetic, honestly. Spoiler alert, Agnor comes back to life so we can die again. <laughs> Rand, Circa the Shadow Rising. <laughs> if Agnor ever gets out of death, I'll kill him! But it wasn't Rand, it was way funnier! Oh, no, of course it was, but, you know. I just, I gotta make the reference for the fans. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have fans hey like 60 people have liked my tweet today we've got some fans or they just like bad puns and I make bad puns ergo fans <laughs> wow I knew I had fans I didn't think my wife would be my first hater <laughs> so in spite we of we got our marriage certificates today in spite of this, in spite of being a now low-ranking Forsaken, Agenor got reincarnated after death, as did Balthamel, but we'll get to that some other time. <laughs> It'll and be fucking toasty. Agenor was reincarnated as a man, uh, just a random body stolen from the Borderlands, and his soul got put in it by the Dark One. I feel so bad for the Borderlands people. Their bodies get used in such horrifying ways. Oh, yeah. But the Dark... They used to make mirror blades and shit. The Dark One named him Osengar in this new body, which this is relevant for a couple of reasons. Firstly, it's the first time any Forsaken had their name assigned rather than chosen by them. What were you going to say? You mean assigned by the Dark One? Yes. Okay, because everybody except for Lanfear had their names assigned by people, which is what people started calling them. Let me... Lanfear is the only one that chose her name. Let me check, because I swear I read a thing where it was, this was the only time it was assigned. Assigned by the Dark One. Okay. Yeah. That, that's it. But, oh. not, but not by society. Not just, okay. So it's, they were assigned before, but this was the only one by the Dark One. Yes. Okay. So. No, I Agenor, got you now. Yeah. So Agonor was named Osengar, and Belthamel was named Arangar. 
They were named for the right and left hand blades in a type of dueling that was popular during the collapse from the Age of Legends to the War of Shadow. So Osengar meant the left hand. Uh, also, these blades were tipped in poison and it was treated as a game and usually both of the people who played did not live. It was dark. Yeah. Why so they you were even play. Exactly. That was my question. But fucking anyways, like they were named after these daggers. So like y'all better act like it or you're going to get fucking killed. Anyways. I'm saying anyways so much. It's okay. He was reincarnated as Osengar and he took up the name of Corlin de Shiva in order to access the Black Tower. Also, can I just say, yes. in doing the research for this, the name Deshiva comes up a lot for obvious reasons. Mm. And it's giving me, like, horrible flashbacks to reading, um, oh, David Edding's Belgariad and Malorian, because there's this region there called Darshiva. Mm. And it's such a bad book series. And so every time I hear or see Dashiva, mm. I'm like, ugh, not David Eddings again. Yeah, that's sad. Anywho. Yeah, sorry. I just, I want to, I hate him. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, that's legit. Um, so he became a full Ashaman. Master Tame knew he was a dark friend. He didn't know he was a forsaken. So he was kind of acting there kind of as an assistant to Master Time, which was... He didn't like that. He didn't like that very much. He was getting a little angry about it. So after Dumai's Wells, Mazarum Times saying that Ran has to have some full Ashaman with him because the ones that Ran had with him already were not full Ashaman. They had the swords, but not the dragons. Mm-hmm. Dedicated, that's the name. Um, so they had the swords, they were dedicated. Uh, and basically Mazarum Time wanted him to have some spies and stuff. So Mazarin Time chose a few of them, and Rand just chose one at random at the end, and just kind of like pointed, and it was straight at Toshiva, which was Taviran. Things happening. So then Toshiva went with Rand, and I'm sure had a lot of weird Forsaken responsibilities about it. So those Forsaken things, he went with Rand to Karian, which is where Rand was operating his base out of at the time. Well, he kind of held it for Elaine, was, I think, his logic. Um, that's when Ran went to the Sea Folk in Karian, and they started striking a deal. Deshiva was with them. And Deshiva also went with Ran to the battle with the Shanshan in Ilion. And then Deshiva struck. He attacked Ran with the other Ashavan, trying to kill him. Yes. Some now, of them. The evil ones. The ones time had... Was, was this at the end of Path of Daggers, then? I don't remember what happens in what book at okay. all. I never read the titles. Fair enough. <laughs> Not enough. But to but remember. the battle with the Shanshan and Chit and uh, Ilian was when Rand brought out Kalendor. So yeah, and then all went surprise. fucky. Yeah, and got really sick. Okay, yeah, that was at the end of. Yeah, Path that was when Jahar went and got Kalendor for him, and Jahar was like, "You said it would be fucking easy." And, and and I knew it from the very beginning. As soon as that thing showed up, I'm like, "That's Kalendor." I knew it for like 300 fucking pages. Yeah. Anyway. So it was at the end of the Path of Daggers. Uh, Osengar attacked Rand along with the other Ashaman. Uh, failed and he fled. He ran away to who knows where. Light only knows where. Crandall's basement. 
She did. <laughs> Green Doll's bent. You had to hide from her. Fuck. <laughs> Couldn't let her know that he was there. <laughs> Shit, son. And he has a hidden camera in her kitchen so he can watch her cook and feel like he's got a mommy. <laughs> oh, God. That's a Big Mouth reference, everybody. That is. Anyway, yeah. so how did Corlin Dasheva, a.k.a. Osengar, a.k.a. Agenor, a.k.a. Ishar Morad Shuain, how did he die? He died because Rand decided he wanted to cleanse the taint and soap just wasn't good enough. So they headed to Shatter you know We all feel that way sometimes, don't we? <laughs> Even the best of us. So Rand went hustled Nynaeve, or Nynaeve, had sex with Elaine, and hustled everybody off to Shadar Logoth. I think that was when yeah. he, that was the time he retrieved Nynaeve. Anyways. And they had those two fancy statues. They had their fancy Terangriel. Choden Cal. Yeah, Choden Cal that linked them up with the big Sa-Angriel. Oh, you gotta stop that <laughs> right now. So anyway, it was the most, it was the second, or no, the third most powerful woman. And the most powerful man in history, with the most powerful Cyan Grail in history, at Shadar Logoth, the creepiest place in history. <laughs> Halloween episode, folks. Thank you for getting this is our Halloween and episode. And then they cleansed, they taint. Then they washed and they scrubbed and they dub a dub dubbed. And they sent it through some filters. <laughs> Essentially, they gathered all the power in the universe and made a Brita filter for magic. <laughs> they did! His is better. Now, at the time, this was a very big deal, and a lot of people showed up that weren't supposed to be there because it was a big deal, and all the major characters have to come through because that's a writing thing. Um, yeah, and also the evil people did not want the taint cleansed because then they didn't have their advantage anymore. Yeah, because then they didn't have the bonus of being the only sane-ish men, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh... Oh, remember when that little Ashimon died and he I was do. in the basement with me? That was... No. Eben Hopler, Hopwell, I think. Eben Hopwell. A bunch of Aes Sedai came with Nynaeve. Um, and a bunch of Ashaman came with Rand. But also, the renegade Ashaman showed up. And one of them... Was, was the Shiva. Was the Shiva. Who AKA was actually Osengar. Who was actually Aganor. Who was actually Ishar Morad Twain. And he showed up and tried to kill Rand. And one of the Aes Sedai with Nynaeve was like, oh, well, I shouldn't let him kill Rand, even though I'm actually a black sister. Spoiler alert. This was Elza Penfell, who was a black sister. And she was like, this would be a really good way to sell my disguise as not being evil and well, killed this guy. Well, I think her exact thoughts were, oh, well, I don't want to actually kill any of the Forsaken. Yeah. And then she did. She did. But how is she supposed to know, you know? And this is something I think is actually really big in a lot of fantasy and even sometimes in real life. The bad guys are often very dumb. If you look at Sauron... If he just, like, questioned Thrain a little better, then, like, Frodo never would have gotten the ring and destroyed it, you know? Just being a little more careful. Sauron didn't have to lose, right? Being a little more careful, Dark and Rawl in the Sword of Truth didn't have to lose. Jagang in the Sword of Truth didn't have to lose. 
Being a little bit more careful, Empress Lysine did not have to die in Malazan. Right? The bad guys in fantasy are dumb. And what, what the Dark One did was he really wanted to play people against each other, have secret agents on all sides, but the problem was it was so effective that his own people didn't know who the other evil people were, and in the end, they killed each other most of the time. That's just... Because they're on so many conflicting sides. All the evil people just kill each other, and then good wins. I'd like to contend that Empress Lacine is on the dark side. She's against the bridge burners, which puts her on the dark side. Yeah, but by the time she died, she wasn't really. Yeah, she was still dumb and she still died. Be quicker, be dead, folks. Okay. Well, she wasn't an example of a dark side person. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay, I'll get Anyways. one from Malazan. I'll get one from Malazan then. Okay. None of the four cruel assail had to die. <laughs> no, they, didn't. they just decided they wanted to take over the world one day. Yep. They were already the police. Yep. Police said no. Anyways, <laughs> Wheel of Time, that's what this podcast is about. Yeet. Um, I suppose been, that's it. Agnor's dead. I've been drinking an empty beer for about ten minutes. <laughs> I just keep putting it up to my mouth and realizing it's empty and then forgetting that it's empty and trying again. I'm high, folks. Me too. I don't think we need to smoke before the next one. I probably still will. Anyway, so this is the story of a grumpy-ass alt-right biologist. Dog breeder. Yeah. Puppy mill operator. Who turned into Joseph Mengele and then (laughs) died-ish because he was trying to be pretty and then came back to life, failed at what he was trying to do, then showed up to try again and got killed by someone on his own team. <laughs> Agenor truly was a disappointing Forsaken in every respect. Yup. Anyways. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Weed of Time. Thank you for joining us on a very special Halloween episode of The Weed of Time. In deed. Stop. That's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who is the spookiest Forsaken for you? Let us know on Twitter. Join the conversation. Heck yeah. Mine's Samiraj. That's that's pretty fair. She scares me deep down in my soul. That's true. So yeah, um, be sure to follow us on Twitter, right? Yeah. Because we always post the prompts we do before our regular episodes. So you can join in to the conversation, put in your two cents, and we're always happy to read uh, Twitter responses input. and stuff. Also, I just want to know who everybody's spookiest... For spookiest Forsaken is and why. Yes, please. Tell us on Twitter. Who do you think tell the scariest us. Forsaken is? Who's the spook? And into the Halloween spirit. Is yours Agnor or is... Who's yours? I'm not sure. Maybe I'll tweet it out at some point. He will tweet. I'll have to think about it. He will tweet and I will yeet. Also, no, this will be after the election. Well, Canadian friends, we're either going to be very disappointed or... Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised or middly disappointed, so... Let's see how it fucking goes. Anywho, it's conservative, so I'm gonna be so mad. Sorry, this shouldn't be political. I'm bad. Hey, don't kid yourself. Everything is political all the time. You might not agree, but your boss agrees. Your landlord agrees. Your member of parliament agrees. Alright? 
Everything is political. Wake up, people. That was so unnecessarily hardcore. Anyways, we're the Weed of Time. You can follow us on Twitter at we're the Weed of Time. That's it. it's all just the Weed of Time now. And remember to check our Patreon page that we made. We have fun bonuses. It'll be there. We have bonus episodes, polls. You get access to some behind-the-scenes content. Yeah, I post all my notes and my research. Until next time, remember that the weed weaves as the weed wills. My monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast. The ghouls all came from their humble abodes to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the match. They did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They did the match. It caught on in a flag. They did the match. They did the monster match. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking, all were digging the sounds. Igor on chains, backed by his baying hounds. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the monster match. It was a graveyard smash. It caught on in a flash. They played the match. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin, Rack's voice did ring. Seemed he was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's caught on in a flash. It's now the match. It's now the monster match. Now everything's cool, Drax a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them Boris sent you. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And you, my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can then you can monster mash. Mash! Easy, Igor. You impetuous young boy. Mash! 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 Mash!